They're so proud of me, so proud of me. So they're so proud of me. Alright, Cage Breakers, we out here. This is the Cage Breaker Show. Not everybody's an athlete, but you can learn a lot from an athlete. And today I have a special guest. Um, somebody that I, I truly admire, somebody I look up to, somebody who has been through it and um is very resilient. You know, just got a good heart, um, plays the game the way it's supposed to be played, and just is a, a true role model, a great man, and he's, he's doing great things. Um, so with no further ado, I have Mr. George King. It's crazy, man. Beast mode, man. Appreciate you having me, dog. Man, like I told you, man, this is crazy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Your platform you got is dope, and you didn't have some solid people on here. And for you to even consider me to be on here is – it's crazy to me, so I appreciate it, dog. No, nah, man, I, I appreciate you, man, and you know you you definitely gonna see why as we go through this show. Um, and I appreciate okay. you coming on, man, for real, man. Let's 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 take it back, man. Let's take it back. Talk to us about high school and you really taking off. The reason why I want to talk about this is because a lot of times you'll see like these football movies like Remember the Titans or the Car the movie about Carter High School, all these great teams. We talk about the Chicago Bulls and the Warriors going like 72 and 10. Mm -hmm. Your high school team was special. Mm -hmm. Talk to us about your high school, y'all winning all those games, that amazing record. Talk to us about that. Yeah, so, so my, so, so great. You did your homework, bro. <laughs> a lot of myself and a lot of my guys I grew up with who went to my elementary school gone that I told you about in Luna Middle School and I'm going to Brennan and we had already known each other since elementary school middle school we had played on the team together you know what I mean so we had a we had a real head start on like a lot of teams a lot of schools and so like we all in the same grade you know what I mean like so it was like we had that chemistry and uh, like we could say something to one another and we, we we know where it's coming from. You know, whether we got mad at each other, we fought like we got mad at each other and stuff like that. But it was a real brotherhood. Again, I still keep up with keep up with these guys to this day. And there was one guy that we had who was like really the missing piece. Uh, his name is John Azanero was a point guard who came in from Jersey. Um, Johnny had, was, was a stud from day one, like point guard, Cole, like he came in, I remember him playing varsity as a freshman at the school called O'Connor, you know what I mean? But he lived outside 1604, so he, it was time, he had to come to Brennan. Came to Brennan, he also a sophomore, and we had three years of like chemistry together up there at, 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 at Brennan, and we were able to do some special stuff, bro. And I, I still have some of the best hoop memories from that team, like especially my senior year, by that time, you know, I went from my freshman year being five ten to I'm 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 six five at that point. My senior year, athletic, blooming, blooming, you know what I mean, and you know what I mean, mature. And uh, we lost, and we only lost what two games that season, and one of them being in the in the uh, in the at the state at state. You know what I mean. So we did not win state. We ended up losing in state, but. Still, man, those those memories from the games and the road trips and stuff, bro, I hold on to this day. Throughout your whole four years, 
Um, what the record was? What seventy five and and what? I don't know. I don't know the four year. Uh, well, remember, I went to Brennan for three years. I don't know the what? collective three year record at Brennan. Three years. Yeah. Three years, y'all were seventy five and five. See, I didn't know that. I only lost five games in three years. Yeah. With you. Yeah. What did it take? What did that take for you guys to have a record like that? Seventy-five wins and five losses in three years. What What went into that? Well, we had a coach that we won't try to hear his mouth after we lost. That was one, that's one thing. But uh, nah, I don't know, bro. I think that um, um, what did it take, bro? We 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 practiced, bro. We we went hard at each other. Uh, I remember, you know, practice like, and again, Tommy Hines, the um. My, my head coach in high school, I remember him being a real, real hard-nosed coach, like real hard-nosed, old school, like, you know, you better not take no, you know, mess from nobody. If somebody come in the paint and you don't put a body on him, you don't elbow him, you know, he don't feel your your physicality, you know what I mean? You come to sit next to me type, you know what I mean, like type of coach. And that's what it that was the that was the bar that was the price of a, admission you know what i mean so every day not only just games but practices was like we you know what i mean and shoot the practices the way he had us practicing was tougher than the games you know what i mean and let's not make i mean we had yeah, to tell say, say that one more time <laughs> the way he had y'all practice it was tougher than the game uh, way, say the way, that one more time the way, Tommy, the, the way Tommy Hines had us practicing was tougher than the games like you know what I mean? Like it was like we get to the games, it was like, oh, we didn't, oh, we didn't did this, but at a much higher level. Like you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like you know what I mean? So, I'm gonna ask you a quick question. I'm gonna go to the future, and then we are gonna come back, and then we are gonna go All back right. again. All right. Because you talked about suicides, um, and running <laughs> those. I remember I used to come, you know, watch our practice at CU, and if somebody would miss a free throw, they had to run a suicide. Mm -hmm. Somebody didn't touch the line. Had, team, team had to run a suicide. I remember watching y'all practice, and that happened a couple times. Why was that important that coach made y'all do that? Somebody missed a free throw or somebody didn't touch the line? More so just the discipline. You know what I mean? As far as the line thing, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's such a small thing, but it means so much. You know, I think instilling that into a young, a young man's mind, I think, would do so much. You know what I mean? Like, you know, this much means so much. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm saying? What happened with the, the UNC? I know that was your dream school. What happened with that? So, uh, so yeah, UNC Chapel Hill is my dream school. Um, they never recruited me ever. Uh, in fact, I think the only school that recruited me out of um, the ACC was Boston College. Um, but uh, I went to their camps and stuff. I was going to Kenny Smith camp, but I don't know. They just I just never hit their radar. You know what I mean? I was a guy who flew under the radar, if you will, like super underground. You know what I mean? Like if you want to, I was, I was the, I was the talent that was in the back of the gym on the AAU tournaments. Like you know what I mean? <clears throat> um, I was playing on the, the, the. You know, you got I, I, if, you, if you categorize AAU, you got like the, you got the, the, the first class teams, the, the, the Adidas and the Nike teams, and you got the B class, the second class teams, if you will, and. I was a mid, you know, third to second class. So a lot of these UNC Chapel Hill schools is going to go watch the first class guys. You know what I mean? So they, I'm not even hitting their radar yet. You know what I'm saying? So 
Um, I was definitely a guy who, you know, I relate to like if you if you like a Damian Lillard, if you will, in terms of just recognition, you know, when he was coming up through the ranks, like definitely, you know, uh, flying under the radar. You know, in fact, bro, I wasn't even getting um, power five uh, conference looks or offers. You know what I mean? Like I, I had committed to Northern Colorado um, my senior year of, of college or of, of high school, excuse me, um, because, you know, I just hadn't hit. You know, I was seen as a six, five, five man. I was playing the five in high school and, and, uh, and partly in, in, in AAU. So I'm getting six, five, five man offers to lower major division ones. Luckily, they were division ones because I was a crazy athlete. Um, but but it was no Colorado's, no Texas or USC. Like, nah, that happened later after my senior year. OK, I'm going I'm to ask you two questions. How did you. Yeah. How did you stay motivated? Well, first off, how did you stay motivated during all these times? You know, you flying under the radar um, when you know how good you are, you flying under the radar. A lot of people pout, they give up, they quit. Like what kept you going? What kept you motivated? I never saw myself doing anything else. Like I, like the, I think the love for, for, for me of the game was just what really got me, um, kept me going. But also I, I, you know, you know, I had, I was fortunate, man. You know, I, my dad, my mother in my corner, like who believed in me as well. Um, my AAU coach who, who, who uh, Max Ivany, who helped out in, in many, many ways, uh, you know what I mean? But as far as like, you know, I had the belief in myself, though, first and foremost, like it was internalized first. Like, you know what I mean? And, you know, the the the, the talks and stuff like that from my dad and my and my mom and my AAU coach was that was that was outer. You know what I mean? Coming in, I appreciated it, but I believed it in here first. Since I was five years old, I never saw myself doing nothing else. You know what I mean? So that's what kept me going. It's like I could feel it, bro. Like I just had still to this day had the crazy faith. Like, nah, this is what I, I foresaw myself doing. This is what I set out. You know what I mean? Like, so that's what kept me going. But, but, um, but yeah. So if you want me to get into how the 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 power five schools start raining in, I yeah. can get into that as well. Let's talk about it. Okay, so my my senior year of high school, I finished my senior year as a six foot five five man who just lost state. I was a first team all state um, guy. You know, I was player of the year at San Antonio in two thousand and thirteen. Um, had all these accolades. I made the All-State All-Star game. Maybe all the All-Star games that you could possibly make in the state of Texas. <laughs> you know what I mean? Played in all the games and stuff. Um, and I'm sitting there, and I'm not going to sit here and act like I never, like, got to a point where I'm like, man, what's going on? Why am I not Why am I not getting? Because I did. And uh, I remember after, you know, it was late and it was like spring, it was, you know, after uh, spring break and stuff like that, and I'm sitting there, I'm like, Man, what's going on? Why are these schools not calling me? Like, I I see all my peers who I play AAU with. They already signing to their schools. I play with Bryce Offer, who played at UCLA. Cullen Neal, who played at um, New Mexico. You know what I mean? Who are committed to these schools, like they junior year. You know what I mean? And so I'm like, man, where my offers at? Where my O's at? And I remember my AAU coach Max Ivany called me. He was like, hey George. Um, and this is the best advice I had got. Um, he was like, 
why don't you play as an unsigned senior, uh, you know, and, and it, for two more AAU tournaments? And that was something I'm like, man, that's not something I really want to do, Max. Like, you know, I just want to be signed just like all my other, you know what I mean, and get to my, you know, Power 5 school and this, that, and the other. He was like, yeah, but he was like, you know, I, th- I really think that these two tournaments, one in Vegas, uh, the Fab 48, and one in Colorado in Denver, the Mile High Classic, could really help you. And, you know, after sitting there and talking and consulting with my dad, he like, you know what I mean? You, you, I think you should. And so I'm like, okay, cool. So I joined my old AAU team again, but now I'm playing with the younger guys because all the guys that were my age and stuff like that had already signed to their schools and stuff like that. So I'm playing with the guys who were in the age group, you know what I mean, below me. Anyway, so I go to Vegas. I have a decent tournament. Like, I'm, I'm solid. Like, I'm, mind you, I'm not playing a five on this team. I'm playing a three and a two. Like, I'm bringing it up. I'm shooting it. I'm showing skill set. You know, that first tournament. Don't really get no calls, no nothing. So I'm like, all right, whatever. Um, the next weekend comes around. And now the final weekend, the last tournament before I'm, you know, I'm, I'm be too old to play AU. Um, comes and it's the Malhai Classic. And uh, I'm in there going crazy. I'm talking. I don't, I don't, I'm not getting nothing less than thirty. Like you know what I mean. And again, and I ain't talking about against no no bums. I'm you know uh, uh, matter of fact, a Colorado kid. I remember Josh Perkins was there. Like yeah, you know what I mean. Her, yeah, like um, was going was playing well in front of all the coaches. Colorado State, USC, Tad Boyle. Uh, you know uh, the head coach of Colorado was there. I remember um, playing uh, Andre Robinson's brother, younger brother, Ant Robinson, Anthony Robinson, um, and, and, and doing really, really well there. And I'm, I'm, I'm blowing up, bro. Like, my phone is blowing up after this tournament. Like, everybody's calling me, bro. USC, Marquette, Gonzaga, you name it, bro. They calling me. It was teams that weren't even at the uh, – there was teams, there were colleges that, were, that weren't even at the tournament that was – offer me based off of what they didn't heard. You know what I mean? Like my phone, in fact, my phone went dead because of all the traffic. It couldn't, you know, the old iPhones, it couldn't handle all that traffic. So my phone actually went dead. You know what I mean? Like my AU coach getting blown up. Like it's, it's a, it's, it's, it's going down, bro. Like it was the best feeling. And, um, I remember I'm like Colorado, quick story about Colorado, Colorado. I remember watching Colorado, at an early age because Andre Robinson went to Colorado. He's from San Antonio, which is where I was living, you know what I mean? Where I was, you know, growing up. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember seeing him. Shout out to Dre. So Dre, I remember seeing Dre killing his freshman year, dunking on everybody and stuff, coming down the lane, bow, like, you know, from San Antonio too. Like, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He from right, he from around the way. Like, I, I could see myself doing that. I remember saying that after watching one of his little YouTube clips and stuff like that, like when I was in like, my sophomore, whatever year in high school, whatever. And um, I'm like, dang, I could see myself doing that at Colorado. I wouldn't mind going to Colorado. Your words have power, by the way, too. Like, for those who believe in manifesting, your words really have power. Um, and so I remember saying that. And so, um, sure enough, bro, I'm at the, I'm at the, um, after my, um, my, my performance and stuff like that, the Mount High Classic. Tad Boyle sitting under the basket at my game, but he can't offer me because he don't got no scholarships for the 2013 class. 
You know what I mean? Like he already capped. Like he didn't already got his four wings and stuff like that. Freshman class coming in. But Andre Robinson told you I was playing his brother. He's at the game. And uh, later that day, he hits up Tad Boyle. like, hey, coach, um, I'm, I'm, I'm forgoing my senior year, and I'm, I'm going to put my name in the draft. Uh, so I'm not coming back for my senior year. So what does that do? That frees up a scholarship. Immediately, Tad Boyle calls my, my AAU coach. He's like, hey, been watching George all weekend, loved him, but couldn't do nothing with him because I didn't have a scholarship. Now I do let him know. We want him. He's got the full ride. And soon my AAU coach told me that. I knew in my back of my head right away, I'm going to Colorado. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and so like I actually take the visit to Colorado during finals week. During finals week. So I'm going, I'm literally going to like taking the I remember going to Coors Event Center and they don't even got the court set up. They got like some type of stage and some other like some type of graduation or something going on. So I don't even get to go to a game. I remember it being rainy there and stuff like that, but it didn't matter. Like I had already seen myself there, you know what I mean? Playing with that with that golden black on, doing the same stuff Andre Robinson was doing. I seen Tad Boyle, had Ale, he had put Alec Burks into the NBA. I seen he had just put Dre into the league. And then Spencer, who I played with my freshman year, was like on the radar as well. So I'm like, like yeah, that's, what, that's the type of time I'm trying to be on. So that's how that's that happened. Powerful. That's huh? powerful. I had no clue. Yeah, bro. So that's Tab Wool actually tells a story of probably just as good, if not better, than I do, bro. But but yeah, bro, like that's powerful. Wow. That happened. So yeah, it was it wasn't nobody but God, bro. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't nobody but God that did that. And I'm still so thankful for this that to this day. Bro, that's powerful. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Yep. Wow. Wow. That's wow. I, I didn't know that, man. That's powerful, man. You you kept the faith. Again, you kept going. You know what I mean? Yeah, for um, real. And and the thing is, a lot of people like to be too cool. You know what I mean? So a lot of I ain't playing with the young guys. I ain't doing that. Yeah. You put your head down, bro, and you balled out. Mm-hmm. That's huge, man. That's huge. Yeah, man. So so I get to Colorado, mind you, like I Tad Boy had already had his four freshmen that he had already handpicked, if you will, like that he was going to have coming in. I was the fifth body, you know, like who wouldn't want to at this time? I'm six, six. I got a seven foot wingspan athletic and I can shoot it. Who don't want that type of extra play on your roster? You know what I mean? Just in case you never know. Like, you know what I mean? So he like, yeah, I'm offering George King a scholarship now, especially now that I got, you know, Andre Robinson leading to the NBA. Who knows? We'll see. But he had already had his mindset on, you know, who he was going to, you know, Spencer was, was going to be a lottery pick. And, um, you know, he had already had his sight set on and mindset up of who he would like already. You know what I mean? And, you know, obviously I had my opportunities to come in and practice, but I'll keep it real. I wasn't ready, bro. I wasn't ready. Like my, my and it, it, athletically and, and gift and talent wise, yeah, it was all there. But as far as knowing the game, knowing how to play, I wasn't ready. So, my playing time reflected that my freshman year. Like, you know, like, you you know, you leave home, San Antonio, like, you know, like I'm in Colorado now. Everybody expecting you, like, yeah, he about to go up there and kill right away, this, that, and the other. And I'm thinking, I'm saying, I'm like, I'm going to go ahead and do my thing. Like, I'm going to be playing on ESPN. I'm going to be Pac-12. Like, it's still crazy to me, like, you know, as a freshman. But it didn't happen that way at all. Like, I rode the bench. 
Yeah. I rode the bench my whole my whole freshman year. Yeah, you were struggling early, man. Yeah, I rode the bench my whole freshman year, and you know, um, let me ask you a question real quick. Because mm-hmm. one thing I seen again for the people out there, I used to go to the practices. Um, because my brother CJ was one of the managers, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, my dog too, man. CJ Manning, that's my dog. CJ. To CJ, yeah, my little brother was a manager, so I would go watch. Um, the games and you know cousin Rodney was one of the coaches um so I used to go watch the game and I watched the practices and Tad Boyle would always be yelling at be yelling at you bro um and one of the things I liked you know looking back was you just took the coaching how important is that to be coachable because coach was yelling at you he was on you but it's because he saw something in you yeah talk about just being coachable because a lot of guys Back, they'll back talk or they'll think they know everything, bro. But you just took it and you applied it, and you came back better every time. Well, I, I have to, t- I, ha- I have to be honest with you, uh, Beast, bro. I, that's a testament to my upbringing, like my parenting. You know what I mean? Like uh, he won't say nothing that my my mom and my daddy ain't never told me on a, on a higher level. You know what I mean? Like so, and 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 you know, it take a village to raise a child. So it's like. Those, if I was outside the house, like the people I was around, the parents and the, my uncles, my aunties, like they was on me too coming up. You know what I mean? So like for him to just be like, and then we talk about basketball, something that I love too. We, when my mom and my dad yelling at me, it was about something totally different than basketball. Like, you know what I mean? But we talking about this pill right here. And it was like, man, this is what I really care about. So like, I'm trying to get on the floor. So it's like, let me, let me not listen to the, let me not listen to the, to the to the to the tone of his voice. Let me listen to the message. You know what I mean? What he's saying. You know what I'm saying? And so and so that's what and that's the way I I, I dealt with it, bro. Boy, I, I honestly I honestly couldn't have done that without you know a strong upbringing and just having some you know what I mean like some type of parenting. I, I had seen it before. You know what I mean? Or 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 you know what I mean? Uh, just strong people around me, bro. So. But yeah, 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 yeah. He was definitely uh, on me all the time, and, and rightfully so. Rightfully so, man. And um, again, from that, you being, you know, getting yelled at all the time and practicing everything, you taking that coaching turns you into a star. You know what I mean? One of the top players in the Pac-12, one of the top players in the whole NCAA basketball, um, college basketball. Talk about. Where do you think like your breakout game was? When who'd you play? Run us through it. Yeah, so that was after following my redshirt year. So mind you, I, my freshman year, I rode the bench the, my whole freshman year. The next season, I'm like, yeah, I spent the whole summer in the gym preparing myself for playing time, and he hit me with the redshirt. Something that I did not want to do. Sort of like how I did not want to play as an unsigned senior, older. You know what I mean? Uh, but I did it anyway. And uh, so to answer your question, my breakout game was was really those first two games after my redshirt season, redshirt year was completed. I come out, I'm eligible now to play. We play Iowa State um, at Sioux, uh, Sioux Falls, Iowa. Um, and I remember I led the team in scoring 14 points. I was like, I was super efficient. Uh, we ended up losing that game by like four. But it was the Iowa State, that's the team that's, 
that's to this day they've got six players off that team that's in the NBA right now, or five players that's in the NBA right now. Like they were a top five team in the nation. You know what I mean? I came off the bench and led the team in scoring, just coming in and just, you know, all the work that I put in was was being was being uh, was being exposed. You know what I mean? Like all the work that I put in was was coming to light. That's all it was. And then to answer your, the question for real, for real, when I was like, I put people on was that that following game when we went to on the road to Auburn. And um, I started that game. And I remember the environment in Auburn being crazy. They was in there rocking. I absolutely love the road, like even more so than home games. Like home games is home games. Like I, I don't get me twisted. Like I like I like home games. I really really do like the energy and the fans and stuff like that. There's nothing like it. But I love home games. I love the booing. I love the noise at the free throw line. So like I was in that type of environment, and so um, I went off, bro. I blacked out. Like it was a blackout moment for for forty minutes. Like I remember just being. I just remember blacking out, bro, and, and going crazy, having a twenty seven points, seven rebounds, uh, and, and you know what I mean from in a win. <laughs> you know what I mean against Auburn, a tough team, like defensive team, uh, a team that was supposed to make some noise in the SEC that year. Us to go into Auburn win. And I'm, I'm over here, you know, putting up almost 30, you know what I mean, on, on Auburn. Like, <sighs> second game out of my redshirt year, like, you know what I mean? That was like, okay, that's when the all hell George King started to happen. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, that's when all that started to start to take place. Yeah. Yeah, bro, you had that, that breakout game, man. You said 27 points. Yeah. yeah. And that's my, my confidence shot. Like, I'm already a, a, a very confident – Young man, boy, that's when my confidence really took off. Yeah, and all the hard work paid off. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And yeah. what happened was you kept going. What was mm -hmm. the most memorable game during your time in college? Uh, playing Arizona, we was a blackout, the a blackout night, bro. Um, so we had our black jerseys on at Coors of Incident, which is a rare. We don't, you know, what I mean, black jerseys normally mean that you playing on the road, but we was at home. We had our black jerseys. Our fans had all black on, like so. The so the arena was crazy, and they and they showed up too. Like C unit showed up. You know the whole course was was it was dope. I still go on YouTube, type in that game, and just look at the little like um, the little highlighted version of the game and stuff like that. And I remember wearing my Jordan Thirteens that game too. So so so, which was the game I actually scored twenty uh, twenty seven in. In the in the Auburn game, my breakout game. So, yeah, bro, that that game for sure. Um, that's the I would say that one. That's the one I, I like. I played in and I I actually like produced in. But um, the biggest game was probably that when Ski hit that shot, bro. When Ski hit that shot versus Kansas. Yeah, <laughs> that was a big game. Yeah, that was that, that was that was my freshman year, like. Me riding the bench, but that's when they had Joel Embiid, Andrew Wiggins, Tarek Black, Robert Trailer, Frank Mason. They had dudes. You know how Kansas be coming, bro. They had some guys. We had some guys, man. And you know how Kansas didn't back down. Yeah, we ended up winning that game, dog. So, no, nah, that's that's beautiful, man. That's beautiful. Um, you know. 
as your journey went on, man, I have to, I have to throw this out there. Um, you know, what you did for, you know, the youngins, man, when you invited the youngins up, got them tickets to the, the Washington state game, man, that was, that was huge. And you hit a buzzer beater that game. So for those who are watching this, um, you know, bro had a, you know, he had gave two, two tickets to um, some young men um, coming up in the community, man, they, the youngins, and um, they enjoyed that game. And he hit that buzzer beater and he gave him a tour after the game, man. And they, and they really appreciated that. And that spoke to who you are, you know, and that meant a lot to me. Um, but even that game, that was a memorable game for me because you hit that buzzer beater. What is it like when you hit a buzzer beater, bro? Like, and, and what, what, you even taking that shot, you know what I mean? Everybody knew who was going to take it. You still took yeah. it. You made it. We won yeah. the game. We went to overtime, won the game. Talk about that. Well, to answer the first question, what is it like, bro? It's it's like no other, bro. Like the feelings, it's like, you know, I'm sure everyone's done this, bro. Like, you know, when you, when you, when you in your room or whatever, you folding up clothes or something like that, or you got a piece of sock, you got you folding up your socks or whatever, or you got a piece of trash and you in your mind, like three, two, one, you shoot it, you know, into the trash can or whatever, whatever the case may be, or your clothes basket or whatever the case may be. But imagine that feeling and multiply it by a million because <laughs> you're doing it in real life in a game, you know what I mean? So, whew, man. You know what the true story about that beast is that so in that moment, bro, I hit the shot. Like I, I get the ball, come down court, do my little move, you know, get to the get to the corner, hit the shot. I take off running. If you go look at the video, I take off running because mind you, you know, Dwayne Wade was one of my favorite players ever. And I remember seeing Dwayne Wade hitting the jumper, running up and jumping on the uh jumping on the uh the scores table. And like hit his chest, he talking about, you know what I'm saying? I'm saying whatever he was saying. I was finna do that. Like I was on my way to do that. But like after like my third step in, into my sprint, I realized like, oh snap, I just tied the game. I ain't winning. You know what I mean? So all my teammates, they kind of come grab me, like, bro, you where you going, bro? Like, where you going? I'm just like, oh snap, you know what I mean? But as far as like an adrenaline rush, bro, like I ain't never been on a roller coaster that even gave me that feeling. My next question, you know. You, what you obviously, what you did for, you know, the youngins, man, and everything you do, just the person you are. I appreciate that, man. Um, so you helping them out yeah, um, was was huge. You inviting them up, man, that, that meant a lot, to, again, to me and to them. Um, but also you take care of business on the court. So it's like off the court and on the court, you take care of business. Why is that important to handle business off the court and on the court, like character-wise, man? Hey, so yeah, to the to the to the young guys who came out, Julian Tomas, man, I appreciate y'all coming, man. And you know, um, hopefully I can get y'all's IGs so I can follow y'all and keep up with y'all, man. But but I appreciate the love. Um, Josh told me that you guys been keeping up and stuff like that. So I, I really appreciate that. Um, but uh Julian Tomas, man, much love to you guys and hope all is well. Yeah, for sure, man. Appreciate that. Appreciate yeah. that. Easy. Why is it important to have that good character and be an asset on and off the court? Um, I think that, like, for me, I always knew where I wanted to go early on. Like I told you, like, I always wanted, saw myself 
being an NBA player since I was five years old. You know what I mean? And I didn't. I wanted to make sure I did things and I and I stayed away from things that would hurt me from my chances of, of achieving that. You know what I mean? I think once you, I think that you know, if you establish in your mind where you foresee yourself in the future or what you're gonna do or whatever the case may be, I think your 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 actions will follow suit, if you will. So, for example, right? Okay, I, I'm I'm. I want to be an NBA player, right? Five-year-old me. Okay, I see that, you know, as I get older. Obviously, I've been, I, I didn't have my, you know, I didn't been suspended from school. I didn't, I didn't been ISS. I didn't got kicked out of school for fighting before, you know, sixth grade. But literally all that stopped when, it was, um, when I was eligible to play basketball in seventh grade because I couldn't play basketball if I was getting kicked out of school. You know what I mean? And what I mean being deviant is like out here going against the grain of, you know what I mean? Be yourself, of course. You know what I mean? But as far as like being a menace and and, and it just be, you know, you know what I'm talking about, man. Like out here wilding and and just being immature and, and unresponsible or disrespectful, like that's only going to make it that much harder for you to to reach wherever it is that you're trying to go. Now, yeah, it's it's for sure, you know. Uh, guys and girls who get mixed up into the wrong crowds because they hang around people who ain't got no goals, who ain't got, who ain't got no, uh, see themselves in no future besides not doing nothing and hanging on the, on the corner or whatever. Like, but if you got a goal, you got a, you got, and you got dreams, like that ain't going to help you get there. Like you're going, you only going, you, you are going to be a product of your environment. That's it. Like if I'm out, if I'm out hanging with, 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 with dudes ain't doing nothing all day, guess what I'm going to end up doing? Nothing. Nothing. Facts. You know what I mean? So like, like, like whoever you surround yourself with or whatever you watching and doing it, that's only going, you know what I'm saying? You're only going to end up (laughs) following suit, man. Facts. So, so what do I do? I, I be chilling. I, I watch. I watch basketball. I hang around with other basketball players, and you know, I got goals and ambitions through basketball. So I surrounded myself with guys who got goals and ambitions with basketball. Like you know what I mean? Like this was my thing. You know what I'm saying? This is not the only thing in the world. That's real. You ball out at CU. You did your thing. When was that moment where it was like? This NBA thing is about to happen. My that um my um my redshirt when I came out my redshirt sophomore year. That's when I was like started to become like a more realist or a, a reality to me. Like that's when I had you know I've always had these the the, the feeling and the thought in my mind since I was five, bro. So, yeah, yeah. But the, that was the first time people on the outside was like, "Yo, you could be an NBA player." Yeah, you know what I mean. And it was like, "Oh, yeah." So y'all just now saying what I've been believing since I was yay high. You know what I mean? So, so, oh, okay. So now I must got, I must have did something, right? Mm-hmm. I've started, I just started to, you know, like get that car started. Just, you know what I'm saying? It's starting to, that engine's starting to turn over. And so I spent my junior senior year, um, didn't have a great follow-up year, um, but, and, and didn't have the best senior year in college. But the things that what I did do after college was what helped me. Hear my name, you call. Yep. Man, and, and let's go to let's go to draft day, draft night. Okay. 
let's let's go to that draft day, man. Walk us through like, oh man, how do I even still give me chills? Walk us through. <laughs> walk us through. It's craft. You saying it give you chills, bro? That's crazy. Yeah, man. We see it like that's crazy to me. That's not man. You invested, bro. That's what's oh, up. yeah. You you already know it's Tom Brady, man. And like I said, sitting there and we just watching. You know, um, I'm talking to CJ. How's he doing? You know, we we you know we, we talking and everything like that. Um, talking about the weight, seeing everybody get called, and then when you finally get the call. Yeah, bro. So. Um... Draft night, bro. I was at I was at my mama's house in, in San Antonio. Shout out to CJ. He flew in. My, my dog CJ, man. That's my blood brother, man, for real. Um, but uh now he flew in and um he came out. Bro, that whole night was first off, like I knew like, okay, early first round, like I'm not I'm not finna go early first round, you know what I mean? Mind you, I'm the oldest player in the draft. I'm 24 years old, like by far the oldest player in the draft. Like, you know, no one in college has been drafted. I was the, no one in college at, has been drafted at my age, out of college. You know what I mean? Like, I was the oldest player to be drafted out of college at 24 years old. Still. Anyway, I'm sitting there, bro, and early first round, I'm like, okay, cool. You know, the family, my, my dad, my mom, it was kind of boutique, but – it was only about 12 to 13, 14 people there, including CJ. And uh, I just remember just being like, okay, um, late first round came around. I was like, there were some teams that I remember working out for. And I remember I worked out for one team, the Milwaukee Bucks in particular, uh, for uh, a first round spot. And I killed that workout. Like I, I won all the drills. Like I, I won all the drills. I won all the one-on-ones, like everything. You know what I mean? We played rollout one-on-one, and I was last man standing. Like, I won. So, I remember when that draft pick was up, and I was like, ooh, I could go. Like, I might, my heart started, you know, started thump a little bit. Like, I, like I, you know what I mean? But they didn't take me. Okay, cool. Boom. We get to the second round. Second round, I'm like, okay, I'm probably somewhere in the 35 to 50 range. I remember having a deal with my agent at the time and he was like look if it gets to the 50 range we're just gonna go undrafted because right now we've got three teams that's willing to give you two-way guaranteed two-way deals um um and that'll probably just be best for you you know what i mean like so i was like all right that's a bet i can i i can rock with that he was was like all right that's cool so boom it's about almost one o'clock in the morning you know what I'm saying? Draft picks, this next draft pick, next draft pick. And the house is getting kind of quiet. Everybody kind of just starting to, you know, that like I can see in my family, it's like, okay, maybe Zabe ain't finna get drafted. Like, whatever. Okay, cool, cool, cool. You know, because they on pick 57. There's only 60 picks. And I'm like, okay, I'm I, like, they slipped into the 50s. I'm not, I'm not getting my name called tonight, which is cool. Like, I literally had three teams ready to give me two way deals. And so um, my agent called me. Denver's on the clock at 58. They had just took Thomas Welsh out of UCLA, the big man. My agent called me, right? He, no, no, first off, excuse me. Um, the general man, uh, the assistant uh, general manager of the team texted me, Louis Lehman, who was uh, 
the assistant or the GM of the uh, the 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 Suns um, G League team, but he's in their front office, the Phoenix Suns front office. He texts me. He texts me at the fifty eight pick, like, "Yo, congratulations, Yahoo!" Like, you know what I mean? And I'm like, check my phone. Like, well, what is he talking about? Like, you know what I mean? Boom. The eight. My agent calls me, and he's like, got like a handful of clients in the draft, so he's working, and you know what I mean. So he don't got a whole lot of time to talk. And he literally like, hey, OG, just let you know you're going next. Congratulations. But I can't talk much. I got to go. All right. All right. Bye. Click. Conversation like that. I'm like, whoa. Right. There's literally about 20 seconds left until the pick needs to be in. I'm watching the ticker on the TV. And at like 15 seconds left, I tell my family, I'm like, you know, kind of under my breath. I'm like, and the house is dead quiet. They like everybody on their phone. They like, yeah, he's not getting drafted kind of thing. And I'm like, hey, uh. I'm going next. And everybody pop up like, what? And I'm like, I'm going next. And that's when it was like, what? Like, ah. So they all pick, pick up their phones, recording the TV. There's five seconds left. You know, the, the, the man come out on the on the on the stage and and with the 59th pick, the 2018 NBA draft, the Phoenix Suns select George King. And the house erupted, you know what I mean? The family going crazy, CJ in there going crazy. Like, it was it was a surreal moment, bro. It was just like, a, you know what I mean? It was just crazy, crazy moment. And Chauncey Billups actually uh, was working ESPN that night. Chance was, yeah, Big Shot was working was working uh, ESPN that night. So he was able to, um, to uh, you know what I'm saying, like, you know. Vouch for you. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, and so now nah, that was that was dope. That was that was super dope. So yeah, man, that's how that happened. Fifty ninth pick. So yeah, and, and how did that feel? Was it like bittersweet because it was like I got drafted, but it ain't fifty eight people better. Like, what was that like? You know, the impact of the of like, and and with the fifty ninth pick, you know, George King, like that was like to me, I was like, whoa. Like, you know what I mean? And, you know, I didn't really even have time to collect my own thoughts at that time. Like, to be completely real, like the house was erupting. My phone was ringing. The team was calling. My, everybody want my attention, you know, in the house. And I'm just like, uh, uh, but I got to pick up my phone because it's the team calling me. It's like, you know, the general manager of the, of the team. Um, he's like, hey, George, congratulations. Pack your bags. You're on a flight at six. AM like to Phoenix. It's one o'clock right now. Like my clothes over here at my at my daddy house. I gotta go to my I gotta go to my dad house, get packed. I don't know how long to pack for, what to pack for. My family here, this they just excited for me. So literally, bro, I think I spent 20 minutes in that house after I uh heard my name called. And it was time for me to go get and go pack my bags. I don't know what I'm packing for, how much. I got a flight in five hours. You know what I mean? So it was a whirlwind, bro. I honestly didn't get a chance to really slow down and collect my own thoughts and for another week later. Cause I was doing interviews, doing um they had us doing interviews, they had us doing appearances, they had us doing signings, camps, you know what I mean? Like, you know, mind you, we had DeAndre Ayton, the number one pick overall. So we were really busy. So a lot of stuff that he was doing, we was doing, you know what I mean? And with number one pick, the draft, you know what I mean? It was, it was, you know what I mean? We were real busy. We were real busy. All four of us, Mikael Bridges, myself, D 
DeAndre and Elio Cobo. I remember that. I remember watching that, man. I remember watching that. Um, so you finally get drafted. Yep. What what do you what do you say to your five year old self who always knew this would happen? Yeah. In that moment, like, how did that feel, bro? Honestly, um, and I regret this to this day, cause like, I I didn't want to like allow like I was a, I didn't want to be like, man, I made it, you know, because then I'm like, I didn't want to be like, yeah, I did it. Cause that's how you be out the lead, you know what I mean? So I didn't allow myself to like be feel like, oh, I'm in the league. Cause I was like, nah, bump that. Like, I'm, I'm okay, I'm here, but now the hard work really starts. Like, getting here is one thing, but staying here is another gear that you need to grab. You know what I mean? Which is true, but you can also, and I've learned this now, you can also do that. You can also still say, man, I made it, and still. Not be like, oh, made it. You can still be like, man, I made it. I appreciate it. I see where I'm at. But now, let's get it. Let's go. You know what I mean? So I spent that whole year not even allowing myself to like feel like, okay, I'm in the league or whatever. Okay, I'm. I was spent that whole year like, you know what? Now nah, I bumped that. Like, let's go. You ain't posting no pictures or nothing, huh? <laughs> you ain't posting no pictures or nothing. None of that. Exactly. Dang. And that's what. And that's exactly. Exactly. And so and that was and because of that, you know what I mean? Like and I wasn't conscious like, yo, I'm not going to post on pictures, but that's probably what a, a, a side effect of, of that mindset of what I had. Like, you know what? Like, let's grind. Like, you know what I mean? Because I was on a two way on a little two way deal. I'm like, OK, you know what I mean? They're going to have me back and forth between the G and I have, you know, my opportunities. But. Uh, but yeah, man. So but that's all good, man. You live and you learn. What was the most important lesson you learned? While you were with the Phoenix Suns, most important lesson I learned was the first book I ever read cover to cover. The coach gave it to me at the beginning of the season, right before training camp, called Peak Performance. And that lesson was stress plus rest equals growth. So I say all that to say, like, my character is like, oh, I'm in the gym often. Like, I work, 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 wake up, works. Wake, need to go to sleep, wake up, work, like just work, just grind, grind, grind. But like, I wasn't allowing myself to rest. You know what I mean? And if you don't allow yourself to rest, that's the recipe for burnout. You'll burn yourself out. You know what I mean? And so, and that was another thing I think that it was another like a little like gift from guys. Like, here's this coach that has this book that has all the knowledge I need performance wise in this book. And I read the book, bro. It's co-authored. Uh, it's called Peak Performance by um, um, Steve Magnus and, and uh, Brad Stolberg. Peak Performance. And the whole formula of the book is stress plus rest equals growth. I break that down. Stress meaning exercise and stressing your body, training, right? You train, you train, you train, you train, plus rest. So rest will be recovery, like completely turn, get away from the game, like go, go on a hike, take a nap. Get away from the basketball plus rest equals growth. After you rest yourself, you know what I mean? Now you're able to go again. Think about it. Even a machine gun got to gotta reload. You know what I mean? And that's a machine. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> we human beings, who, who's to say we, we, 
So that was my pride. I was never letting myself, especially in college, I never let myself like reload. Like you got to reload. You got to let yourself rest. Mm-hmm. So you can come at it again. That's a jewel. Yeah, bro, that was from the book, bro. I can't even take credit for that. That's a jewel. So, from the Suns, um, you know, you talk about going from the Suns to where you're at now. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. That was, that was, that's a roller coaster ride right there, for real, for real. Like, so, I played one year on with the Suns. Well, really in the G League. Honestly, I spent the entire season in G League um, because the, actually the GM that drafted me, the one who called my phone, was like, "Hey, congratulations!" And the in the front office that who recruited me and who's been scouting me, they were fired my first three weeks there. So a whole another front office came in. A whole another you know scouting team came in. A whole another you know what I mean. So the, and and. I don't maybe they I don't think they had the same belief in my game as you know as the uh, the guys who've been scouting me in college and at Portsmouth and at the combine stuff like that to draft me had so I spent the entire year in the G like you know like George like and that whole year was like a whole rebuild year you know in terms of like you know we had you know we we knew we were gonna make the playoffs we knew we were gonna be one of the worst teams in the league like we knew so it wasn't really about that for me. Uh, and so I ended up going to Europe that next season. So, um, cause my contract expired, you know, my agent called in the summer. He's like, yeah, the team said they're not really want nothing with you. I played summer league with the Utah jazz and nobody was calling my phone. They was like, nobody was offering me nothing. That's what my agent said. So the next move was Europe. So I go to Italy and uh culture shop, bro. Basketball culture shock, though. How real quick, bro? How was your your mind your mind state going from being drafted to nobody wants me? I have to go overseas. It was tough for me, bro. It was tough because I was like, I remember just like how I didn't want. Listen, it's crazy. It's been a pattern in my life, bro. Just like how going back. Just like how I did not want to play as an unsigned senior, in, uh, you know what I mean? Just like how I did not want to redshirt in college. Just like how I did not want to be a fifth-year senior in college, do a fifth year in college. And just like, you know, I did not – I wasn't trying to go overseas and play. You know what I mean? But leading up, those are all the best things that ended up happening to my basketball career, all the things that I didn't want. You know what I mean? And it was a clear sign that, like, okay, like, for me, I knew, like, okay, this is – Literally, like God, like forcing my hands, like nah. I know what you want. I know I, I know what you've been praying for, and this is what you want. But in order for you to get that, you need to go through, through this first. So I go to Italy. I go to Italy, and I, if you don't, if it's, for those who don't know, European basketball, some of the most pure is is the most purest form of basketball there is, in terms of ball movement, understanding the game, like a European player. Your average European player, right? If I if I take a a name and I, if I take a, a a a hat full of names with number of European players, reaching in, pull a name out, boom, and I take a hat full of American players and preach out a random name and pull this European player's name, his basketball IQ is going to be a much chances are it's going to be on a much higher level than it is this American player. Now this American player, chances are 
his God-given ability, his talent, his athleticism, his quickness, his bounce, his stuff that you can't teach, he's going to have that. You know what I mean? But as far as IQ, understanding of the game, and 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 just know how to play, this European player is going to have it. Why do you think a Luka Doncic at 18 can come over here in the U.S. And, and dominate immediately? And he ain't faster than nobody. He ain't jumping higher than nobody. But he understands the game. Mm. So here I am. I'm that player who has got the talent. I got the bounce. I got the length. I got the the speed, the quickness, the ability, the God-given talent. But I have no idea how to play the game. I have no real idea how to play the game. So being in Europe exposed me to how to play. How to play. You know what I mean? Now, I go to Italy and, you know, I get I get with this team and I have my I have my ups and downs with that team. Um, I remember them bringing in another player and I end up losing my playing time. Like, you know what I mean? Like to the point where I was not playing at all. So. Our, uh, that was the 2019-2020 season. So I leave that team in January, and I pivot to a team in Poland, which where I was able to get a lot of playing time. I was a starter again, and we were actually really, really good. But our season got cut short uh, March 15th because of COVID. COVID hit in Poland. They sent everybody home um, in, 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 um, in Poland. Or back to the States in March. Boom. Had the extended summer. And then I signed a deal to go to Germany. And that's where I learned how to play basketball. That's where I really exposed my game. My knowledge of the game grew. Germany. Germany, bro. This And it wasn't because of Germany, but it was because of this coach I was and the players I was with that guy surrounded me with. You know what I mean? And uh, to this day, like, you know, I'm using those things that I learned and applying it to my natural ability that I have. Bro, that's that's so powerful. And for all the youngest that's watching this, just anybody who's watching this, uh, don't get bitter, get better. You mm-hmm. had every reason to pout. You had every reason to complain and make excuses. You know what I mean? Again, going from being drafted to you get sent overseas, um, and you, when you finally do good overseas, COVID comes in and cuts your season short. You have every opportunity to pout, but what you did, bro, was you got better, and you used the opportunities and you used those obstacles to make you better. One hundred percent. Take us from Germany to Trailblazers to Clippers. Yeah. So, so boom, Germany. Right. I'm in Germany, like. And in, in Germany, in Germany, uh, had needs its own podcast because the stuff that I was going through in Germany is ridiculous. Like that's a real. It's, a, it's it was crazy, bro. It was a real like test. It was I, I was tested in Germany, like really tested. But we won't get into that because that's a whole another story. Like we might have to do a break off part of that. Like for real, for real. <laughs> anyway, um, so boom, Germany. I was able to be efficient, bro, like shooting the crap out of the ball, putting it on the floor. This is another part of George King that others ain't seen. You know what I mean? Adding to his game. I'm understanding the game and I'm doing it efficiently. You know what I mean? Like getting buckets and stuff like that, but like at a really efficient rate. Free throws, two-pointers, three-pointers, doing it all, bro. And that's how um, 
And that's how I um, ended up getting up. As soon as I got back to the States, the season was over. I get back to the States March 20, 20th. I remember the flight. I get back to the station March the 20th. Excuse me, May the 20th. I'm sorry, May the 20th. I get back to the stage, May the 20th. My phone rang in Fayetteville, North Carolina. I'm back I'm back home in Fayetteville for the, in the summers. My phone rang for my agent, like, yo, I just got off the phone with the Trailblazers. They talked, they said they they want you to come play with them in summer league. I was like, oh, for real? He's like, yeah. He's like, the crazy thing is, they reached out to me. He was like, 